What's up, New York? You're listening to the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. Hey guys, this next segment is brought to you by the Blackhawk Group. Blackhawk Group offers an unparalleled customer support service combined with top-level classroom installations and equipment servicing. They have years' worth of experience in this field, experience that is unmatched by competitors anywhere. Learn more about Blackhawk Group at www.blackhawkgroupllc.net. Everybody, welcome to our latest episode of the Empire State Conservative Network podcast. I'm Pete. This is Evan, and on today's show, we're going to be discussing how New York is looking to ban gravity knives. What those are, none of nobody knows, nor do the courts. How an alleged U.S. citizen is being denied re-entry to the country after she joined ISIS, and lastly, how our beloved governor Andrew Cuomo refuses to take advantage of our state's and the nation's greatest and cleanest resource natural gas so before we get into that let's go over who this podcast is for so this podcast if you're new to it welcome it's for new york-based conservatives who are sick and tired of how the state's being run how you're being sick and tired of being neglected by local and state politicians and you're also sick and tired of being treated like a douchebag by friends family and co-workers for thinking differently than they do mainly because you're right and they're wrong so let's get into the first thing gravity knives what are those evan so a gravity knife is any knife that can be opened via gravity or a flick of the wrist, according to New York State. And again, New York has ruined everything for everyone by making, mil- let's go with millions of law-abiding citizens criminals overnight again. Yeah. So same thing as with the SAFE Act and any gun law, these knife laws are, are basically just designed to you know make law-abiding citizens criminals because criminals don't care about laws. Yeah. I have at least... 15 to 20 of these knives mm-hmm. so now i'm i'm illegally possessing a bunch of knives what am i supposed to do with this pro- i if i have 20 of these knives i probably spent close to 200 250 dollars on all these so now what am i supposed to do throw them in the trash yeah it's absolutely ridiculous Maybe they'll start having receptacles like they do in the uk oh yeah because that really works out because mm-hmm. people aren't getting stabbed in the streets by scissors in in london yeah of course yeah it's, it's ridiculous and you know, this is, all, this is all based on a, uh, a case, Copeland versus Vance, and it was started by John Copeland, who was arrested last year for, or in 2017, rather, it was argued last year, and unfortunately, he lost. He's hoping the Supreme Court picks it up, but he was arrested for possessing a common folding knife, and he now seeks Supreme Court review, hoping to have New York's law overturned. So the Cato Institute has joined a group of criminal law professors on an amicus brief in which they'll provide a primer on criminal liability, where weapon possession charges should be accompanied by a showing that a defendant has both knowledge of possessing an illegal object, which clearly he didn't, and of the object's unlawful characteristics. So this law is very vague looking at it, and hopefully the Supreme Court is able to overturn it because, let's be honest, again, when people don't know they're criminals, and then, I don't know, you could be outside cutting something off of a package, and then a cop sees him or someone reports him, and then he's arrested for having something like that. I have one of these in my car, just in case. You never know when you're going to need it. It's not even for defense purposes. It's just, oh, I need to cut something. Oh, get done. It's ridiculous that this is even an issue, but... I didn't even know this was a law. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even I stay up about to this last year. I know in New York City it was illegal, but yeah. it, for, as far as New York State, I had not heard of this at all. Yeah, no, it's it's nuts. And it just, you know, we talked about this yesterday with the seatbelt law. I mean, obviously, this is a little more severe because this is, you know, possession of a weapon. If someone catches you with this, it catches you. It's not even like you're doing anything wrong. But it's just a feel-good law to try and make people feel safer. And in actuality, all it does is infringe on your rights. And this isn't, again... Not most people don't even have these knives to protect themselves. I mean, it can be used in defense if you're really in a bind. It's the only thing on your person. But most people use it just 
to quickly cut things open if they work a job like that. So it's just stupid. I, I don't even understand where our state comes up with this stuff. And they wonder why 84,000 more people left last year than they have and 1 million people have left over the last five or six years. It's because of stupid crap like this. More and more regulation, more and more red tape, higher taxes. It's not a recipe for success, and we see it day in and day out when you hear about stuff like this. Well, that's why we need people like John Copeland to fight these laws, because we need these laws overturned. It's absolutely ridiculous that you can't carry, regardless of what your thing is, if you're not looking to commit a crime, what's the harm in you carrying a folding knife? Yeah. There is no harm in that. No. If you are not, if you're intent, same thing with a gun. That's why people get crazy over guns. If I own a gun and my gun is locked away in my bedroom right now, it's not doing anyone any harm. No. So what damage does it do that I own this firearm? I'm not intending to go shoot a bunch of people. For argument's sake, if I owned a fully automatic weapon and I did not have the intent to murder a group of people, it should not matter that I that I would own something like that. Instead of a rocket launcher. And that's the biggest <laughs> problem with this law is that the mens rea, the mindset, is not involved in the law. It is simple possession. And that's how they get away with this garbage. Yeah. And I'm glad it's being challenged and hopefully it'll be overturned. Yeah, and, and, and again, there's vagary in the law. So it's not even clear what type of pocket knife a gravity knife is. They say a flick of the wrist or through gravity, through a downward motion, I guess, it comes out. I don't know. It's just stupid. It's almost any folding pocket knife. I guess so. Almost, yeah. except for there- probably a Swiss Army knife because those you have to physically dig your nail into that little thing to open it. Yeah. But almost any other folding knife can be opened with a flick of a wrist or a slight movement and a, th- and a flick of the wrist. Yeah, it's nuts. It's ridiculous. Anyway, let's talk about Hoda Muthana. If that name doesn't sound familiar, she's that former ISIS member who left the United States and is now trying to return, has been trying to return to the U.S. and has been denied, first by the Obama administration. So the, the Obama the Obama administration rejected her passport in January of 2016. And now, uh, and now Trump is saying that she can't come back. So we're going to read a little bit from this New York Post article, and then Evan and I are going to discuss this. Obviously, some of you we see in the group are already talking about this. So Hoda Muthana's lawyer insists that the former ISIS propagandist is repentant and, quote, wants to face the consequences of her actions as a public service to, quote, protect others from repeating those mistakes. But Muthana has her own ideas about appropriate punishment. She said, and I quote to ABC News, maybe therapy lessons is all she needs to overcome this. So, like I said before, the Trump administration says she won't be allowed back in the United States on the grounds that she's not actually a citizen. There's a legal issue over this. Apparently, her citizenship hinges on the precise status of her one-time Yemeni diplomat father when she was born in New Jersey. So, um, from other articles I found, I found one in Time Magazine. Apparently, he was a diplomat prior to her, or actually while she was born. So, even though she was born in New Jersey on U.S. soil, since he was a diplomat from a foreign nation, she actually does not get citizenship status, which is interesting because he's working in ju- in conjunction with the United States. And if she's not getting citizenship access, why should two illegals who conceive a child in the United States who are not diplomats, who are not working under the law of this country, getting to have their child become natural born citizens? Just a thought. Um, but anyway... Getting back, the Brookings Institution's Daniel Byman noted that women, quote, have played an important role in the Islamic State as recruiters, enforcers, and otherwise bolstering the caliphate. The fact is, is that she grew remorseful only after ISIS's defeat when she found herself in a refugee camp with nowhere else to go. Yet for all her claims of regret, she still hasn't offered a word of apology to ISIS's victims, 
Also, you know, they're, they're definitely going to argue, Evan, that in court that she was brainwashed. You know, she was married to three different men involved in this, two of whom were killed while fighting for ISIS. And the third, I don't know if she's still with them or what the, what the case is with him. But she's obviously going to plead ignorance, brainwashing, try to bring your child into it, a toddler who, for, for all intents and persons, I don't care about the child. If it's a toddler, they can't they have been that corrupted. They can be saved and obviously... Having the child come here is much more humane than leaving them in Syria near a refugee camp. But as far as she's concerned, whether she's a citizen or not, regardless of the timeline with where her father was at the time, she does not deserve to come back. I don't oh, absolutely not. And she was part of a terrorist organization that was a declared enemy of the United States yes. that carried out terrorist attacks against citizens of the United States and other countries. Mm-hmm. And they would, in no way she should be allowed to come back to this country and then receive therapy. Because get, also, guess who would pay for that therapy? Tax we credits. would. Because <laughs> she doesn't have any money because she doesn't have a job because she's been a terrorist for the last 15 years or whatever it is. Yeah. This is absolute garbage. She should be forced to stay wherever she was or not, at least not come to the United States. If she wants to leave the refugee camp and go somewhere else, that's fine. Yeah. But she should not be allowed in the United States. She should not be granted citizenship. If it's determined that she is a citizen, it should be revoked because she was part of a... An enemy of the state. She was an enemy of the state. She was part of a terrorist group that declared that essentially declared war on the United States. So, this is for me, this is a non-issue. I don't care about any part of her family, anyone she was married to. I don't care that her husbands who were terrorists were killed. I don't care that she feels bad. She should get the fuck out of here. She doesn't even, you know she doesn't feel bad. She was a propagandist. And what that means, for folks who aren't familiar with what that is, is they create propaganda. Propaganda against the United States, against the West. Those are ISIS's main enemies. So, that was her mission. She left the U.S. to go and work with them in Syria to do that. So I don't believe for a second that her mentality has changed. I think she realizes, crap, I'm stuck here. We're done. We're defeated. There's no food. I'm in deplorable conditions. Huh, I might be a citizen of this country, so maybe I should plead forgiveness. Obama wasn't willing to do it, by the way. They revoked her passport in January of 2016. So actually, good job, Obama, for doing that. He did one thing. That's how you know that she shouldn't be allowed here. If even Obama wasn't willing to let her into this country, Obama, the worst president we've ever had, who kowtowed to every Middle Eastern and, and enemy country in the fucking world, is not willing to let her into the country, this is a non-starter. This is a non-issue Boom, done, over. Yeah, and and even reading some leftists, like like Time Magazine I mentioned before, even reading their articles, they can't even find a way to spin it. They can't. I mean, regardless, again, of the time, that has nothing to do with it. They're going to argue. They're going to try and get her back here. You know, I guess with family, even if someone did something that deplorable to our country is uh, trying to come back, she doesn't deserve to come back, and she's not going to come back. No judge in their right mind is going to approve her coming back, regardless of the timeline. And again, it's up to the administration. Obama didn't let her back under his administration, and Trump's certainly not going to let her back under his. So, sorry, lady. You failed. You screwed up. Any chance you had of coming back is done. If a European country or another country with better living conditions is willing to grant you asylum, whatever. That's not our problem. But you're not welcome here. This next segment is brought to you by Items for All Occasions. Items for All Occasions specializes in helping you sync up with what you need for your event's promotional needs. Whether it's announcements, cards, giveaways, invitations, tchotchkes, or video books, they have you covered. Learn more about Items for All Occasions at www.itemsforallocasions.com. 
You're not welcome here. So let's get to our final topic of the day. This is moving pretty quick, but I'm yeah. sure this is going to take a little oh, bit. Oh, God. So Governor Cuomo, back in the news, of course, refuses to take advantage of one of the cleanest energy sources on the planet. And it's right here at our disposal in the biggest quantities in the United States. So let's get into a little bit about what's going on here, and then Evan and I will discuss. So New Yorkers experienced the headache caused by Governor Cuomo's crusade against natural gas last week when a public hearing was held to discuss Con Edison's January announcement that it would institute a moratorium on accepting new gas customers in Westchester County. The Empire State has stymied the construction of the necessary transmission infrastructure, so Con Ed is unable to keep up with demand. In addition to his decision to ban hydraulic fracking or fracturing whatever in 2014 aborting any hope aborting that new york could profit from some of its most valuable natural natural resources Cuomo and his regulators have denied necessary permits for three separate natural gas pipeline projects national grid may soon follow con ed's lead imagine a major utility company is prepared to turn away potential customers, not because it wants to, but because Cuomo and his allies refuse to admit the need for energy supplied by natural gas, and because they're equally in denial about natural gas's environmental benefits. So what are those environmental benefits? Let's get into those environmental benefits. You won't hear much about it from environmentalists or the green energy crowd, but the rise of American natural gas, a fossil fuel no less, is one of the great ecological success stories of the last 30 years. Hydraulic fracturing, ha, fracking, excuse me, has unleashed vast new supplies of natural gas, rendering it relatively cheap. The cost savings largely explain why the nation's electricity suppliers switched to natural gas, and because gas burns more cleanly than coal, its rise has been accompanied by a dramatic reduction in pollution and in America's carbon footprint. U.S. greenhouse gas emissions, which you would never know listening to Alexander Ocasio-Cortez and the Green New Deal, have decreased 12% since 2005, and the switch to natural gas accounts for most of the improvement. By the way, too, the rest of the industrialized world, their emissions have gone up. We're the only one who's actually significantly reduced the amount of our carbon footprint, so yay. Anyway, you would think that under these circumstances, environmentally conscious politicians like Cuomo would embrace natural gas and happily cooperate with utilities like Con Ed, which depend on state approval for the construction of new gas pipelines and associated infrastructure projects. Unfortunately, Cuomo and his regulators are more concerned about currying favor with extremist environmental groups than they are with fulfilling New York's energy needs, even if doing so is compatible with lowering carbon emissions. Among the eco-radicals, fossil fuels are the new third rail, and every project involving all natural gas is inherently suspect. All right, so you get the drift. One last thing here. New York's southern tier sits above the Marcellus Shale, which is estimated to have the largest resource base of natural gas in the United States. So not just in this region, in the United States. But instead of capitalizing on this bounty, New York banned hydraulic fracking. Pennsylvania, which shares Marcellus with New York, shows New Yorkers what might have been. The Keystone State has become the second largest natural gas producing state in the Union. Meanwhile, since 2012, natural gas impact fees have generated $1.5 billion in state revenue for Pennsylvania, including almost $500 million earmarked for environmental conservation. Energy development has also created 300,000 jobs in Pennsylvania. And he wonders why people are leaving. <laughs> it. Wow, my God. This is why we need to elect, not, not even conservatives, anyone. With a brain. Anyone else. And the, pe- the fact that people don't get out and vote for your state government is another issue. 
Because if the state government is strong enough, they can overturn Cuomo on these things. He is not the king of New York. He is just the governor. So by allowing the Democrats to take both houses of the state government, you allow Cuomo to just do whatever he wants. So this is what's happening. Energy costs are going up. People are going to leave. Less revenue, less tax revenue. People who are here, taxes are going to go up again until we vote these people out of office. And people just want to sit on their ass and complain instead of getting out and doing something. But that's all we can do. There's nothing else. We can't, you can't go out there and frack for yourself and get natural gas. You have, arrested. To, yeah, you have to go to your legislators. So even if you're, like I said in the other episode, even if your legislator is a Democrat, if everyone in their district is telling them, we want to be able, we want content to be able to enact, access natural gas. This is not fair. This is bullshit. You, they, if enough people speak up, your, your local representatives, regardless of their party, will listen because mm-hmm. they might be like, okay, I'm a Democrat. This person might be a Republican, but I did this thing. for I helped get this thing passed for them. Maybe they'll vote for me when time's up because they understand that I'm willing to work for them regardless of my party. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the article also mentioned, too, that they're, they're going to have to start turning people away. Because they can't meet demand. The access to natural gas they have right now, they can barely keep tabs on as is. And we have, again, the biggest resource in the country, the Marcellus Shale. We share it with Pennsylvania. You heard the numbers. 300,000 jobs have been created because of this shale that we share. And we talk about lost tax revenue or lost revenue in general. Screw taxes. Lost revenue in general. Pennsylvania generated $1.5 billion in revenue last year from this. So you mean to tell me that in a state that has $2.3 billion short in terms of income revenue, you can make some of that up by utilizing natural gas, by allowing companies like National Grid and Con Edison to utilize it so that people in your state who you apparently care about if you're the governor or a local or state politician can actually get heat and utilities at a good price. Because guess what? Like Evan said, like we've been harking on for quite a while, people are leaving. They're leaving, not just because of taxes, not just because of more red tape and regulation, but because cost of living is ridiculous. Utilities are going up and up and up. And the fact that a utility company that should have access to something that is readily available and readily accessible, it's just, we refuse to do it. And they're kowtowing to these green commie people who don't know what the hell they're talking about. Natural gas, again, as it was shown in the article, and they had more behind it. I just don't want to read you a, a long, long article. It's the cleanest fossil fuel. It's better than coal. It's one of the best things. And I, I'm sorry, solar and wind are not something that can be utilized at this juncture to help people at a good price here in New York State. It's just not technology that's ready or cost efficient enough. Natural gas is. We have an abundance of it. We can create jobs. We can create revenue. And we can keep living costs down, at least in the form of utilities. You would think after losing Amazon, they would switch their view on this a little bit. The huh. Amazon thing still pisses me off. Of course I'm it still does. mad about that. Everyone is. There's that great banner in Times Square to AOC. Yeah. Like breaking the numbers down that we've gone over ad nauseum saying thanks AOC. Because she doesn't even get, she still doesn't get why it's a you, bad thing. You didn't save $3 billion. You lost $30 billion. Yes. You didn't save $3 billion. You lost $30 billion. Yes. The $3 billion did not exist. It never existed. It never happened. It could I'm, have happened. I'm, I'm still very, I'm still mad about this. could have happened tenfold. And yet, they did nothing about it. And Governor Cuomo, again, when a perfect opportunity 
to help people and to help Con Ed and National Grid when slapping you in the face when our, our uh, what's it called, our neighbor right below us or west of us, wherever the hell you are in the state, depending on where you are, Pennsylvania has capitalized on this and generated over a billion dollars in revenue. Imagine what we can do with it. Because Cuomo's a jackass. I mean, he is a jackass. And he banned fracking in 2014, which is what is needed to occur if we want to efficiently, cost-efficiently, and just efficiently in general, be able to utilize this gas as utility for newcomers. So people in Westchester County, if you're just moving there, you might be screwed. And for a lot of us here, I wouldn't be surprised too in the near future if they start saying, make sure that you don't turn your heat up all the way and that you're very, you know, energy conscious and you're not using this too much or that too much. And uh, as you can see, your utility bill goes up year after year. For a tiny house I have, I'm surprised how much my utility bill is. And I barely use electricity or my utilities. I'm sure it's the same for many of you. Either own a home or you rent a property. It's the same thing. And this is all stuff that can be fixed. We have access to a great natural resource that's clean, that checks off all their criteria. It's just, for some reason, fossil fuels. That's a buzzword, like global warming and climate change. They don't know what the hell they're talking about, but because Al Gore made a couple documentaries on it, they jumped the gun because he's our savior. And he's Michael Moore, too. He said we'd all be dead already, so... A couple Gore, times. Yeah, Al Gore already doesn't know what he's talking about, and... It's insanely frustrating. Like you said, it's a buzzword, like assault rifle. What's an assault rifle? Well, we don't know. It's a gun. It's a big, scary black gun, and it goes boom. Like, it's yeah. all nonsense. Mm-hmm. And they'll tell you, well, you don't know. It's so unsafe for the environment. It's not true. These things have been perfected. We can access this. It was the same thing with the pipeline. They tried to put this the pipeline that Trump approved that Obama had not. There has been no issue with this pipeline. There have been no spills, not one damaging thing to the environment. It's all bullshit. It's all people who don't have jobs, who sit on their ass and cry about the environment instead of getting instead of understanding that as a society we need to be able to function. And in order for us to be able to function, we need gas and we need heat and we need electricity and we need to be able to defend our property and it's it's people just want to people want to live in this idyllic futuristic world where there's world peace and no one is bad and if we all just if we just kill every racist person or get rid of white people then you know the world's going to be amazing and it's all bullshit and it, it, the world's never going to be that way and it's never going to happen so live in the real world understand that we need this net for right now we do need this natural gas the private sector will keep working on renewable energy. They will, and they have. Mm-hmm. And places like Tesla, who have created 100% electric cars, these things will continue to develop. Yeah. But it needs time. And it's not 10 years. It can't be 19 years. It's probably going to take 50 years for yeah, us to get, maybe yeah. even more, yeah. to get to 100% renewable energy if, if we ever can get there. Or if we even need to. There's a lot of speculation, too, that carbon emissions... Don't do anything that maybe, maybe it's resulting in 0.3 degree increase across the board around the world. What is that? What, what has that done? Nothing. It hasn't changed anything. And they capitalize now. They don't really talk about global warming anymore. Now it's all climate change. Now it's climate change. So every time a catastrophic thing happens, a hurricane or it snows, like it's just you know blizzarded in Arizona for the first time since like the 1930s or something the other day. Um, whenever something like that happens, they're like, oh, there's climate change. This isn't good. Climate's always changing. You, t- you look at Nobel Prize winning uh, people who study this stuff, climatologists and people of that nature. They know this. You can go, you can carbon date fossils from the, you know, the dinosaur age and the climate was changing even then. Obviously it was different than it is now, 
but it's changed significantly many times since the dinosaurs, and it's going to continue to change. And we have to adapt to it. And the temperature hasn't fluctuated all that much. In the 90s, there was a little peak. So right around the time that Al Gore came up with this first crock of crap, it looked like maybe they were onto something, but it's stabilized since then. That's just how climate works. They don't understand it. Watch some YouTube videos and you'll see. Anyway, guys, if you like the episode, please subscribe to us, YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Leave us a five-star review or applicable. It always helps. And please share it with conservatives in New York who you think would like the message. And also maybe you know some liberals or people on the fence who aren't sure how to feel about things. Maybe we can help sway them over to the light away from the dark side. Also, if you can, if you if you want to help support the show, because we're looking to reach as many New Yorkers as we can. We want to get them out and voting in 2020. We want to bring the best candidates to you. But it costs money. We're probably paid to reach you and it's not cheap and if we can just replace our costs that's all we're trying to do it would really help us so a five dollar a month donation that comes up to sixty dollars for the year but it comes out five dollars a month is the way that it would be paid off you get a don't let fear take your freedom wristband you get access to our mailbag every friday so for every friday show if there's any donors who want to send in a question or want to ask a guest if we have a guest on on a friday a question you're able to do that and we will base the show around you and what you want us to talk about because you help us we help you also next week for donors we're going to be instituting something so every day leading up to a show so monday through friday the night before starting the night before any stories we find that are pertinent to new yorkers or at the federal level to conservatives we're going to post up and donors only you'll be able to see it whether you're a donor or not but donors only will be able to either upvote or downvote each story so you will be able to determine on a daily basis what stories we talk about so that it's most interesting and most pertinent to you that's a new perk to watch out for next week so a five dollar a month donation you will get access to that what do you yes and for gun enthusiasts the file for the cuomo target printable will be up on the website relatively soon we are working on making full-size targets but this way you can take cuomo to the gun range and put some holes in him i did this earlier today it was very cathartic i feel very good about myself how do you feel after we talked about the natural gas thing oh i want to go back to the range okay so so that's five dollars a month if you're able to do fifty dollars for the year not only do you get the wristband not only do you get mailbag access wade not only do you get to influence what we talk about on our shows monday through friday but you get this the empire state conserve network hoodie you got a logo on the front name a number on the back see you can see the outline of some of that if you're watching it's there size is small to 5xl no matter how big or small you are we have one for you and on our website that sells for 60 dollars so for a 50 dollar one-time annual donation you get the wristband you get that between those two things that's about 65 bucks plus shipping you're looking at about 75 bucks all in all so you're saving 25 dollars on those two items and you get exclusive access to us on a daily basis for all of our shows and all the guests we're going to have in the future. So, guys, thanks so much for watching or listening. I'm Pete. This is Evan. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'll come back at you on Monday with my solo show since Evan has to go back to work next week. Have a good one. Hey, everyone. It's Evan from Empire State Conservative Network. Please check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Also, check us out on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on YouTube at Empire State Conservative Network, on Instagram at GetRedPilledNY, and on Twitter at Empire State Cons. Also, check out our store at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com store for all current and future merchandise to help melt the snowflakes in your life. And as always, don't let fear take your freedom.